Hey guys, what's up? It is Ashley once again, back for another episode, and this is actually the fourth episode, which means I've been doing this consistently for a month, so can we all take a minute and clap, because I am terrible at doing things more than twice, so yay, look at us, we're all here for, it's been a month, it's crazy, the never-ending summer, please, somebody help, <laughs> Anyway, in this episode, I didn't know what the freakity leakity to talk about, so I posted on my Snapchat story asking for suggestions, and two of my friends, Louie and Stephanie, were like, yo, and they gave me suggestions, so Louie suggested I talk about dating life. Uh, what? Okay, Louie. <laughs> so I'll talk about that in this episode, I guess. And then um, Stephanie said that I should talk about college and career, like what I want to do. So that'll be all up in this episode. I hope you're excited. I'm excited to talk about the college life stuff, dating life. Mm, Interesting stories there, but you know. So without further ado, one, two, a skiddly diddly do, here we go. So dating, huh? Why I'm talking about this, ask Louie, alright? Well, actually, blame it on me, my small peanut brain. (laughs) I can't think of what to talk about, so. But, what even is dating? What's the point? (laughs) It's so hard. I mean, well, nowadays, is dating even a thing? It's like talking to people, which, that's so lame. In my opinion, talking, the talking stage, what is that? gross gross first of all i suck at texting so the whole talking move that everybody's on the wave i'm not on it i'm drowning (laughs) i don't know how to text anybody and so it's just painful for me for whoever like even just simple texting i am horrible at communication through text guys like if you've texted me You know, it's bad. It's painful. So, dating in modern whatever times, mission failed for me every every single time. Because it's just, what? I don't know how to text people. And I like going on dates, although I've only been on two. (laughs) So, um... But yeah, okay, I guess I'll share my experience with the dating. So, I will not name drop because that's horrid and I hate... Nope, we're not doing that. But, okay, my first date... Oh, no. (laughs) I don't even like thinking about it. And I don't even want to consider it a date at all because it's just... It was an experience that I wish I could forget, but it's ingrained in my memory. And to the person that I went on a date with, I hope you never listen to this, but if you do, you know, we just didn't know each other. And so I think that's why it went so horribly. But yeah, okay, anyway, so first date, I was talking to this guy for, I had DM'd him asking a question about a club for school. And I was like, hey, when do you guys meet? And so he told me, and then the conversation didn't end there, and we kind of were texting, and I was like, okay. And 
it was kind of weird. I don't know. We called the night before we went on a date, and I don't even remember what we talked about. It was probably complete nonsense. But basically, the next day, he comes to pick me up, and I got so dressed up, bro. I wore, like, the cutest top ever. I straightened my hair. Uh, excuse me, if you've seen me, you know I don't straighten my hair. I just rock and roll with what I've got, and it ain't pretty sometimes. So, and I put on makeup, which at that time, this was junior year, I didn't wear makeup at all, but I put on makeup. And I put on perfume, and all, like, I went all out. And then he comes, and my mom wants to meet him, which I was like, okay, I don't even know him, so this is really funny that you're gonna try and meet him. So he comes up, and he is not wearing an outfit. It's just basketball shorts and a t-shirt. And I was like, oh my god, you're joking? You're joking. Which, to anybody listening, first impressions... It's not my first impression with him, obviously, but... Oh, I guess it is for my mom. It matters. And so, when you go on a date with some of someone, a physical date, please dress up, because it makes you look like you care. <laughs> please. (laughs) So I was all dressed up. He was not. He came in. He didn't make eye contact with my mom. And I was like, I can understand it a little bit, but uh, so anyway, yeah, my mom's kind of like bro moment with this guy. And I'm like, I'm just nervous because I just get nervous. And I had never done anything like this before. It was my first date. So yeah, we, he meets my mom. Then we go down my steep driveway and um we get in his car and he's like where do you want to eat and please nobody ever asked me that question because I never know where I want to eat all I know is I'm hungry so you can decide I really won't care that much where we eat so he asked and I'm like uh I don't know I don't really care so he's like Chipotle so we went to Chipotle which I mean eating on a date is awkward (laughs) my opinion but I don't even know what else to do so yeah I didn't want to um look insane so I got like a bowl or whatever at Chipotle and we were just kind of sitting there we weren't really talking I didn't know how to start conversation with him it was just kind of like we were eating and he wasn't really talking except he kind of was I don't know it was just a weird energy and we were planning on going to see a movie but we didn't know what movie so in order to kill time um Oh wait, actually, yeah, we had decided at Chipotle that we were gonna <laughs> we were gonna go to um, the discount movie theater and watch a house or the house with a clock in its walls or whatever the Jack Black movie, which I wish I had never seen because it was so terrible. I love Jack Black, but what was that movie, bro? What in the world? Anyway, so lunch is awkward. Uh, I'm just sitting there eating, trying not to look crazy um, because. Eating isn't attractive, bro. (laughs) I don't know why the movies make it seem like, ooh, eating together on a first date. It's like, you're so self-conscious. You are so self-conscious. Like, I hope there's not food hanging out of my mouth. I hope I'm not chewing in an obnoxious way. You know, just, you're overthinking it. And it's like, this is one of the most basic human things that you can do is eat, but you're overthinking it because you're with someone random or whatever and I mean I guess in some situations people know the other person better than I did (laughs) so it's not that weird but still you just overthink it all anyway so we had decided we were going to go see that movie at we're just going to say two o'clock and say it was 12 so we had 
a lot of time to kill. So we went across the street to Five Below and we were just doing our thing and bless this guy's heart, but he does not know me. And so he was trying to be like active with me kind of. And so he like was throwing stuff at me and I am not coordinated at all whatsoever. So it would just hit me and I'd be like, uh, and I would try and catch it. Don't, don't confuse it with me just standing there like, why'd you just throw that at me? I'm not going to pick it up. Da, da, da. No, I tried and I failed miserably. And also I was wearing a top where if I moved wrong, something was about to pop out. So <laughs> it was like a tank top. So, or not like a tank, anyway, whatever. It was risky what I wore. Not, no, I don't like how I said that. It wasn't risky, it was just not a t-shirt that I normally would wear. Because I wanted to look good. So anyway. Yeah, he was throwing stuff at me. And again, there was the conversation was like, whack, I don't know. I don't even remember the conversation. It was just, what? That That's all I remember is what. But anyway, so we're at Five Below, killing time. Then we're like bored, I guess, of Five Below. So I was like, why don't we go closer to the discount theater and just wait? And he was like, okay. And so we went over there and then there was still time to kill. So we went into Dollar General. Oh my God, Dollar General cursed. The energy in there, I'm trying to think of what it reminds me of. It's like, I don't know. It feels like you're, you've been kidnapped and you're being held in a room. That's, I don't, it's just like, ew, why, why am I here? And I can understand the appeal of it, but why does the lighting have to be like that? In a Dollar General, have you been in there? That lighting, there's something about it that just makes you feel like you're being watched. I think that's what is so weird about Dollar General is like, you just feel like there's some entity, not a person, like some thing watching you in Dollar General. So that was an interesting choice that we made to go in there. But yeah, again, killing time, kind of joking about random things, but I didn't know how to joke with him. My sense of humor... I don't even know how to describe it. It's not even really that funny. <laughs> but I was trying, bro. I was just trying. Um, and he was, I could tell he was trying. We just didn't match at all, I think is the thing. And so, yeah, we were up in there. And at one point, oh my God, please no. <laughs> he was throwing stuff at me again. And I was like, ah, whatever. And then he got close to me and he was like swinging his arm and it ended up smacking me in my boob. And I was like, oh my God. And he was immediately like, oh my God. And he like kind of ran to the other side of the aisle. And I was like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> malfunctioning steam coming out of my ears. Like what just happened? Oh my God. And I didn't really mind it that much. Cause it's like, whatever, I guess it's like part of my body, but it was like, nobody touches this <laughs> awkward until so he immediately apologized. And I was like, ah, it's whatever, ah, just nervous. And uh, it was, it was horrid anyway. So finally, it's time to go to the movie. And so we walk up. And at the time, I this is when I worked at Cinemark the first time before I quit. And then I eventually came back. <laughs> but it's fine because I like Cinemark now. But the first time, I really didn't like it. That's why I quit. Anyway, so I worked there and I had a bunch of movie passes because you get those for working, which I don't know, like, I don't know why, guys. Why do they give us movie passes if we don't want to go see movies because we're there all the time. Like, the, at least that's how it was for me. Working at the movie theater, 
I got movie passes to go see movies, and I love watching movies. I love going to the movie theater. But when you're working there and you work eight to ten hour shifts consistently, you don't want to be there during your free time. So I just had a buttload of movie passes. So I used two of them to get the tickets for the movie, which it was at a discount theater, but still it was just for free. So it's like I don't have to spend money. And then we went into the movie theater and... Oh, I forgot to mention this at Chipotle. Okay, so with... um. On a date, I don't expect anybody to pay for me, so it was fine that I paid for Chipotle by myself, but then at the movie theater, I paid for the ticket, so I was like, or like, paid. Dude, okay, this is one thing that I will never understand about people and my, like, people that interact with me and go see movies with me. When I use a movie pass, that's me spending money, essentially, quote-unquote, spending money. Wait, what? Uh, Anyway, that's me spending money, and so I'm getting you a free ticket You should buy me just a drink, please. I don't, like, I don't need any... I know movies are expensive. Trust me, I know that the concessions are expensive. But if I get the tickets, if I'm covering for the tickets, the least you could do is buy the drink, bro. I'm sorry. But, so yeah, I bought the tickets, and then we went into the movie, and I bought the concessions. And I was like, are you kidding me, bro? Are you serious right now? That was just a little annoying but it was whatever, so we go in, and we sit at this movie, or we're sitting in the movie, and I am a person who is terrible at physical contact, (laughs) oh, sorry, there was a fly, Jesus, (laughs) I am extremely uncomfortable with physical contact in a lot of ways, like, there's some people that it feels safe with, but for me, I don't know, there's just, I'm just not very good at it, And this guy, he was wanting to initiate physical contact, and I was very scared, but I don't- it was in the middle of the movie, I didn't know how to tell him, uh, so he did the movie thing, like, the stereotypical guy in the movie theater thing, where they're like, uh, arm around the girl. Except, he did it kind of funky, where it was just- he stuck his arm up, straight in the ear, and looked at me- but didn't say anything, and so I looked at him, and I was like, what the f- uh, and so I kind of leaned forward, and he put his arm behind me, and I was like, like, it's like the arm of one of those car things where you have to pay, like, you know, the arm bar that comes down before a car can go through? That's exactly what that looked and felt like, and I was like, uh, uh, and so we put his arm down, and I was like, physical contact oh my god please help meanwhile this crap movie is going on where i don't understand what the frick is going on just jack black being crazy in a house with some random woman and a child and i was like the plot what what's going on what uh anyway and i was hardly focusing on the movie because i was just like this guy's arm is around me please help please help physical contact and then he like leaned over to me and he was like you know you can lean against me right and i was like oh ha." Uh, so I leaned into him and I was like this is so uncomfortable and we stayed like that and like he I don't know he was just trying to initiate conversation he put his arm on my leg which I was like oh my god he's really like up on me right now but I can't get out of this and so I leaned up for a while like 15 minutes I'd say probably 15 minutes and then he again said you know you can lean against me right ha ha and I was like actually, I'm feeling, like, actually, I need to go to the bathroom, 
so I got up, this was towards the end of the movie, and I went into that stall, and mind you, he drove me, so there was no way of me getting away by myself, which that would have been a crappy thing to do anyway, but I really wished I could have. I sat in that stall, and I was like, I don't want to go back in the movie. I probably sat in there for like 10 minutes. I don't even, he probably thought I was taking a fat dump. I don't even care, bro. I was just sitting there like shaking in my boots in the stall, and movie theater bathrooms, so gross. I work at a movie theater, and I know, bro, yucky, 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 not as bad as a gas, uh, gas station bathroom, but still. Anyway, so I'm like, and I almost start crying. (laughs) That sounds so weak, but I was just so uncomfortable, and I couldn't tell him, because I was like, I don't, whatever, so finally I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna go back, so then I went back, and the credits were rolling, and I was like, oh my god, I just missed the end of the movie, that's so funny, um, it was taking a long time for the climax to get there anyway, so I guess all the fighting or whatever in the movie happened right when I left, because when I got there, he was like, you just missed the, uh, the whole end of the movie, and I was like, uh, uh. and so we get up, and we're like, all right, let's leave. And so we're going, and we go to his car, and we he drives me back to my house. And sitting in the car, I was like, oh my god, please no, please don't. I don't want what's about to happen to happen. So he was kind of looking at me, and I was not looking at him. And I was like, okay, thank you. I had fun, huh? And so then I got out, and I took my Chipotle leftovers because... I didn't want to finish eating because that's awkward. Um, and he's like, oh, okay, hot, bye. And oh my God, I think he was trying to kiss me, but I was like, no, 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 I can't do that. Please, no. So I was like, skirt. And I went inside and I cried. I was like, whoa, that was so bad. <laughs> oh. And uh, if, yeah, if he ever listens to this, just know that date. You know, it was the first one, so it's an unforgettable experience, truly. I still feel it when I think about it, but I think the both of us just didn't know what was going on, and we have two very different ways of expressing ourselves and just our humor, and the way that we communicate is very different, so it really never would have worked, I think, but yeah, that was my first date. Please... Sometimes I wish I could forget it, just because I just get so embarrassed every time I think about it. Um, like the boob smacking thing, I'm sorry, oh my god, I can't. <laughs> it's just, it's there. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I have always been mm, about physical contact, so just, it was an over, it was a sensory overload in every sense of the term or word, what, you know what I mean. But it was just like, oh, no, no, no. (laughs) That was mm, something else. Um, And then my second date, which, again, I'm not going to say the name, but that was a really, that was a good date. I liked that one a lot. It was really, as compared to the first one, there was no, I don't know, like, expectation. I think both the guy that I went on a date with, like, the first time, my first date, I think we both went in with expectations of, I don't, I don't even know what, but it was just horrible. I'm sorry, I don't, okay, I don't, that's, that's a harsh word, but uh, I guess I mean it because I just said it. Anyway, 
But yeah, my second date, it was like, it was so chill and it was nice and um, I don't know, it was just easy the whole time and I was just talking and I was just being, I was being completely myself in person because again, texting, I'm horrible at it, but in person it was just easy and we sat in this freaking jack-in-the-box <laughs> for I don't even know how long and um there were so many weird people and I'm sure the workers were probably like what the freak are these two people doing here for so long because we were like the only ones in the restaurant but at one point there was this guy who I don't know his name but he was just being loud and he was like I need to call H-E-B back because I sent in an application can I use your phone and so I was like uh okay and he just was sitting right next to us yelling at the phone on speaker he put the lady on speaker and I was like oh this poor woman in the whatever service of H-E-B just because <laughs> she wasn't really understanding what he was saying and she wasn't li- or he wasn't listening to her when she was explaining the same thing over and over again but yeah and I was just like can I get my phone back please and but yeah it, that was a that was a good um date I want to consider that one my first one because the my actual first one was so bad, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I liked the, the second one, but just going into more dating life in general, again, the talking stage, so horrid, like, okay, the, after my second date, or, yeah, the second date, whatever, with different guy, um, we had texted a little, and then, like corona happened and then I'm just terrible at texting so then not seeing each other in person I think just made things weird and there's just a lot of miscommunication I think that happened with that one which you know whatever um that's fine but yeah the talking stage I'm like ew what is this and people just do it all the time and I'm like how are you guys so good at texting I'm so bad so bad (laughs) and oh my god but yeah I think even with the second date, I had only talked to the guy a couple times, but it was fine. And it was like, I felt good about it just because I'm so bad at the text or the talking stage. So it was like, we had completely skipped that or like, we were just, I don't know. It was just different because we were talking on the first date, whatever, which I preferred that. So that's just my style, I guess, is in person more so than texting and stuff. Just online, I'm like, uh, you can't can't feel the energy of the person, which that sounds so woo-woo jank. (laughs) Um, But it's true. Like, when you're in person with someone, you can just feel their energy. And it's like, I felt safe with the second guy more, way more than the first guy. It was just like, I don't know. I didn't feel awkward or like watched or anything it was just like this is just me with this person and it feels good like it's just it's just me I was just being myself which that was a relief because at that point in my life I was just all over the place but life was good at that time and then you know corona just came and was like on that so it's whatever but yeah it's I don't know and yeah physical contact there's one person in particular in my life who, or actually I guess two, but really one person that taught me that, um, whatchamacallit, 
sorry, my dad just texted me and I looked at it. He's talking about Skyrim. Mm. <laughs> I love Skyrim. Anyway, that's completely beside the point. Um, what was I? Oh, the physical contact. Uh, I've been uncomfortable with physical contact for a really long time. And there's one one of my friends in a completely pat- uh, platonic way who kind of just started touching me. Like, not like that, that sounds weird, but really just like holding my arm or touching like my upper back or whatever or just you know touching me and it didn't feel scary the way that it does with a lot of other people um oh yeah and that's another thing on the second date the guy he wasn't trying to be super close physically or whatever which I was like oh my god thank god (laughs) I don't have to be scared (laughs) anyway but yeah so my friend um Yeah, he was just super, it just happened naturally, and it didn't feel forced, because I think that's just who he is, and um, so yeah, it just felt safe, and it started to make me realize that physical contact can be okay, and it doesn't have to be scary, Um, and then I, so that's, I'll name drop friends, because, you know, but I don't want to expose, um, I don't want to name drop on the dating life thing, but friends I'll talk about. So yeah, that was Alex, my friend Alex, who made me feel like physical contact was okay. And it's not like, I feel like I feel more unsafe with guys, you know, physical contact, which is sad because I have a lot of guy friends, but but even with girls, sometimes I'm like, oh, uh, hugging, I'm really bad at this. But yeah, Alex made it feel like it's okay, and so it was like, I don't know, it was just good, and then my friend Gigi, Gio, (laughs) he's the most physical person I know who just is, I just think of him as like my son that I need to protect because he's just baby, Gio is baby, and he's so chaotic, so he just grabs me or like throws me around, and it's, it's totally fine, so... Yeah, but I'm learning to appreciate physical contact in a lot of ways. It's just, it can be scary sometimes. But yeah, dating life, why does it exist? And I really hope that at some point I just figure it out and it's not horrifying anymore to me. (laughs) Thinking about dating, I'm just like, (gasps) what is that monster? But yeah, and my whole life I've been like, dating, 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 it's such an p- important thing, and I've never experienced it, and da 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 It's like, oh my god. But right now it's not, I haven't been thinking about it, probably because corona, it's just like, well, there's no chance of anything happening at all. <laughs> so I've been focusing on myself, which that's good. And I think that's important to approach relationships and just dating in general as a whole person, feeling whole. I mean, we're all whole in our, you know, whatever. Okay, yes, we all get it. We're all whole. <laughs> um, but acknowledging that you are your own person and you have qualities that somebody else is going to really like. Like, you know, and also liking them yourself. There are some things that I don't like about myself, which, and I acknowledge that. And it's like, all right, yeah, that's fine. I don't really like that about myself, but. Just because I don't doesn't mean nobody will, you know? So just trying to... It's so cliche because everybody says it. But loving yourself before putting yourself out there, I think, is important. Which is what I've kind of been working on. 
So, yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say about dating life because now I've just been rambling. Um, So, Louie, I hope you're happy with this little part of the podcast. This was horrifying to talk about. (laughs) And now it's just going to be an episode, so, or part of an episode. So, anyway, yeah, we're going to move along to the college life and career, which I'm excited to talk about that because who doesn't like talking about their dreams? So, yippee ki All right, let me just preface this segment of the podcast talking about college and career by saying I have no idea what I'm doing. Just keep that in mind as I talk about (laughs) everything else. I have literally no idea what I'm doing. I don't even know what a month from now is going to look like for me. So if that gives you any idea as to how I'm feeling about my adult life, there you go. But I've put a down payment and stuff for college, UNT Eagles, what up? Um, I had two options. That's the one I went with, I guess. (laughs) Oh, college, college, college. To anybody else who is in the same boat as me, welcome to the shit show. Here we go, adult life. Why? (laughs) But, yeah, UNT. I've toured, um, I don't know why I said it like that. I've toured UNT once now, or I guess I've been twice. I helped uh, my friend Devin, which is Lily's brother, move in last year, last August. And that was, it was hot. Oh my god, it was so hot. I'm not looking forward to that in August this year. (sighs) I sounded like the boat from Spongebob. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to listen to that back. Bro, that's so funny. Anyway, um, so I helped him move in and I saw the campus a bit. It was so chaotic. Move-in day, I am not looking forward to that. Oh my god, that's gonna make me and my whole family anxious. We are an anxious family, so we're all about to be like trying to move crap upstairs and on elevators and just surrounded by randoms. But... So I saw, yeah, I saw UNT that day, and that was cool, and then, when was it? I don't know, at some point this past senior year that I went and toured UNT with my family, and that was, it was nice. I think it was kind of warm, or no, it wasn't, it must not have been, because there was a picture of me wearing a sweater, Um, but it was cool. The campus, it's very green, which makes sense, because their school color is green, but there's so many trees, and after touring U, uh, UT Austin, there aren't that many trees, in comparison to UNT, there's a few big trees, but I don't know, just the campus of UNT was really pretty, <clears throat> and uh, colleges, can they please just destroy some of their buildings and build new ones, because those classrooms were so old, I was like, ew, this feels gummy, there were ants on my sister's desk that she was sitting at in one of the classrooms, I was like, huh? What is this, a picnic? I'm supposed to be inside in some AC. Can somebody get this in check, please, bruh? Anyway, but UNT, it's, I think it's going to provide, not this year, obviously, with corona, because everything's going to be, there's socially distanced classrooms and online learning, which that's just messing up my first year of college, and I'm like, dude, I just wanted a traditional college, uh, college experience, so thanks a lot, um, world, for... <laughs> 
time isn't even real anymore. What's going on? I don't even know what's going on anymore. That's why I'm so, like, what does my future look like? Nobody knows. Nobody even knows what their future looks like anymore. But I'm excited for student college life. I've been in contact with my roommate. Her name's Anna, and she's super nice, and I'm super excited to move into the dorm. And we've been talking about coordinating our derm, uh, derm, uh, torm, oh my god, <laughs> dorm room, which I'm excited. I have, I just got done redoing my house. What? I think I'm having a stroke. Somebody call 911. I know that you're listening to this after the fact, but call 911 for me. I think I need to be, I don't even know, taken out. Somebody actually, can you hire an assassin to shoot me? Thank you. Um, yeah, moving in, I'm excited. I'm excited, but I'm majoring in communications because I figure you can do quite a bit with a major in communications. You can go most any place, like uh, Lily's mom. <clears throat> she majored in communications, and now she works for EA, like the gaming thing, which is like, what the heck? <laughs> what? And she travels quite a bit, which is cool. But um, yeah, that's... I figure that's the best way to set myself up for success. And really the main goal, uh, my main goal in life is to blow up and then act like I don't know nobody. Hi, 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 hi. <laughs> um, but yeah, my goal in my adulthood, I don't really know what my 30s and 40s and beyond are going to look like, but I want my 20s um, as a goal. I really want to travel in my 20s. I don't want to have... Like a kid, I don't want to have kids or a family. I don't want to start my family until like my late 20s. Latest, I okay, I want to have a family by the time I'm in my 30s. But if it doesn't work out with that way, because like I was just talking about, I'm terrible at dating. So if I don't end up with somebody, we all know why. <laughs> but yeah, my early and mid 20s, I definitely want to travel. And I don't think I'm ever going to be rich, so I can't just do that for fun. So the only way that I really see that being a possibility is to enter a career where traveling is the norm. So like this past like junior and senior year, my um, plan was to become a, a music manager, like music management where I manage a group whether that be orchestral or, you know, like a band kind of thing going on. Although a band would be, I can see the appeal of it. Um, But yeah, so, okay, let me just explain real quick my dream that was junior and senior year, which I'm not really feeling it as much anymore or that specific. If it happens, wowzas, that's awesome. But okay, let me explain it first. Um... So the dream was to manage an orchestra similar to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra where it's like this huge group and they perform um, nationally, internationally, ideally, um, something of that size, but they perform with live theater and perfect world, absolutely perfect world, like alternate universe. I jump timelines and I'm like in my dream world. I am managing a group who play is touring with a theater and they are performing phantom of the opera i love that um 
opera, musical, whatever, whatever you want to call it. For anybody that knows the actual term, please don't shoot me for just saying both of those. I'm so sorry. But yeah, Phantom of the Opera, touring, getting to see and experience different cultures and cities and just I don't want to be locked down to Round Rock, Texas. I don't wait, should I have name dropped that? Whatever, it doesn't really matter. You're not going to find me. <laughs> you can't kill me. Anyway, so I just, I need to not be here for my whole life. I can't do it. I really, mm-mm, that's not it. That's not it. I know some people like the simple, not, not even, I don't want to call it a simple life because I feel like that has negative connotations. I can definitely see the appeal of wanting to stay, you know, in the same place kind of most of your life. And I can see how that, yeah, would be sweet and nice and it works for some people, but I just, I can't, I don't want to live that way. I want to explore and educate myself on the different, you know, ways that the world works just in different areas. Like going to Greece the summer before my junior year, it's so different over there. And it's just like, I've lived in the US and I've lived in Texas for most of my life and it's just like, it's always the same, so there's just so many different cultures and people in the world, and I just want to meet them. I just want to meet those people and see what it's like for see what life is like for them, how they're different from me. So that's really I just want to experience things in my twenties, and I don't by saying that I don't mean that when I have a family I don't like I want to stop experiencing those things. I want to always live life that way. I always want to, you know, explore and experience new things. And I would love if I could do that with my family. That would be awesome if I could just, you know, be well off enough to go on vacations and go do things with my family. But I do want to raise my kids in like an environment that is pretty consistent because inconsistency might jack them up. I didn't experience it. But the way that I was raised, it was like, okay, I'm turning out relatively fine, so I guess this would probably work for my kids. You know, whatever. I don't... I'm so far away from being a mom, it's not even something that I'm really thinking about. All I know, my baby girl, I'm having a girl. If I don't, I'm suing, but she's going to be named Clementine, and that's really all I know. My son, okay, I want a girl and a boy. I only want two kids. One of them is going to be Clementine. The boy, unknown name, undecided. So, yeah, random off the, off topic, but yes. So that was the dream junior and senior year was music management. And then senior year, I did tech theater, um, like tech stuff for our school's production of Chicago, which I'm so glad that I did that, that my friends motivated me to join and that I stuck with it because there is just truly a magic to theater that you can't get anywhere else. And the same can be said for orchestra and music. There's a magic in orchestra that you just can't get anywhere else. So I was really glad that I got to enter that little, you know, theatrical world and be like oh my god this is literally amazing what is why have I not and I did theater in junior year but there was it was just something about being a part of the production that made it different so 
Chicago, I was like, oh, maybe this is how I'm gonna, maybe I'll, instead of being on the orchestra, like the music management side, maybe I'll be somehow involved in the theater side traveling, doing something like that with a group. So that was kind of going through my head. And then I ended up doing, um, I, I still don't know how this happened, but after, or as Chicago was wrapping up, there was, um, auditions for the UIL show for theater and I didn't want to let go of I have a hard time accepting change and letting go of things so this was just an example of that but Chicago was rapping and I was like I cannot let go of theater yet please no so I auditioned for the spring UIL show which that is again one of the best things I've ever done in my whole entire life because I just loved it so much like one act is what we call it. So good. And the people that I met and the friends that I made, I just felt so secure and safe and loved for just being me, which I'd only ever really experienced on such a on a scale like that through the swim team, which I I think I've talked about before. It was just and I was I was cast as an alternate, which that in and of itself was like I just, I haven't even really been in theater, and I'm an alternate for the UIL show, which is the competition show, which gets us awards and stuff, and I was an alternate, and that was a whole different involvement in theater, because there's, with theater, there's so many different sides to it, it's like a, what is it, a dodecahedron, what, I don't, okay, yep, I almost, I wasn't very good at geometry, so I'm not even gonna try and list any other shapes, uh, <laughs> but, so yeah, with theater, or um, sorry, with Chicago, I did tech. I moved the tables <laughs> in the in between scenes. And so I was like on that side. And then with one act, I was cast as an alternate where I was helping my director or our director, Shrek, um, with simple things like writing down notes for the script, getting stuff that she needed, um, just stuff like that helping the actors with their lines um in the beginning when they would forget I I was on script so I would like read out whenever they forgot and that was awesome and then as an alternate you get to perform for one night so and you got to pick which character and so I of course uh, okay Alex Lily Carolyn Geo if you guys are listening to this I need to thank you for pushing me to be Mrs. Cherry which She's the character that I really wanted to be, but I was super hesitant about being because it was like, while I felt really accepted in theater, I had a hard time um, putting myself out there and accepting that acceptance, you know? So I wanted to be Mrs. Cherry, but she was an ambi- she was one of the like main characters. There were a couple of characters that like there were some showgirls in the um in the show. Okay, wow. There were a couple characters, yeah, that the they were showgirls. They had like a few lines, but they didn't Mrs. Cherry was a character who had lines and they had like a she had a a character arc kind of wait, what? I don't know. She had character development throughout the show. And so um I really wanted to be her. I loved her as a character. And but I was super hesitant and so then my friends were like, "Ashley, just go for it. What do you have to lose? This is the one and only time 
that you're going to get to perform in high school, so why not go for it? And I fought it for so long until finally I was like, you know what, Mrs. Cherry it is. And I had so much fun in that role. And so with Mrs. Cherry, there was Mr. Cherry, who was played um, by my friend Bradley, or acquaintance friend, I guess I'd call him a friend. And um, he was super nice and supportive. And Bradley is so good at acting. It is unbelievable. He is just, he's so talented. And I was like, super intimidated to um, have to perform with him because they were a married couple or they were recently married. So they were in every scene that they, like the cherries were in um, the scenes together. So there was like never a moment where it was just Mrs. Cherry or just Mr. Cherry. It was always both of them. Um, So he's like a scene partner, but he was super nice. And he, um, he just helped me get through it. And the cherries they had, was it, I think it was just, one kiss or like it was like two but it was within the same scene it was back to back and that was horrifying for me I was like oh kissing ha 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 as I had explained in the dating life thing physical contact and I was playing a married a recently married woman they were young in their 20s so they were touchy that was another thing that was like am I really gonna go for this role but I'm really glad I did and Bradley was super easy about the kiss thing, which was like, ah, for me, Um, and I didn't want to, (laughs) but I, you know, I wanted to play that character because I loved Mrs. Cherry as a character, and that's, you know, why I chose her, but anyway, why was I talking about this? I was supposed to be talking about my career, (laughs) but yeah, one act and Chicago and just theater, it made me... um, realize that I just I just want to be a part of the entertainment industry I think I I cannot I cannot do an office job I cannot sit at a desk while there's the whole world just going on and I'm just tippity tapping away on a computer or whatever getting coffee just bleh. also coffee makes me sick I hate coffee bleh. so the coffee office life not for me So, yeah, early 20s, I want to travel. And just going more so on that, I guess, I also want to learn more languages. Like, currently, I've talked about learning, uh, I'm learning French on Duolingo, which I educate, like, teaching yourself a language, which Duolingo is teaching me, but you're, like, alone doing it. It's so hard. (laughs) And it's hard to know if you're doing it right, even though there's, like, sounds or whatever. But, okay, what am I talking about? <laughs> but I just, it, it just, it's like, it feels so conceited of me to just only, like, to only know English and be fine with that. Well, it's just my personal opinion. If you want to only know English, cool. You know, the rest of the world is learning it for us so that we don't have to learn their language. But I just, I just, I want to learn other people's languages because it's like I don't know I think that means something so yeah like French I watch anime all the time so I want to learn Japanese I think uh, I don't think I've talked about BTS on my podcast but I've started listening to them so learning Korean would be nice that way I can understand um what they're talking what they're talking about um I, I really almost said English 
what? <laughs> German, Spanish, I definitely need to learn Spanish because that's another pretty big one. Um, Chinese would be nice as well because that's another huge language in the world, in the business world. So yeah, just educating myself, getting myself you know, to acknowledge and appreciate other cultures other than hamburgers and hot dogs. Yeehaw! <laughs> would be nice, but yeah, college, I figure majoring in communications will set me down the right path to get to that place. And I really don't know what that's going to look like. Entertain, like In the entertainment industry, there's so many different ways. This is technically the entertainment industry. Podcasts? So I guess I'm already, you know, one step towards what I want to do. Um, but yeah, there's just so many different ways to entertain people. Whether that be live, recorded, whatever. So I just, I need to be, I need to be in that part of the world. I just, office job, t- doing paper, like paperwork. So boring. Oh, that's like school. Ew, grody. And like, I guess a job like that would get you money to travel, I guess, if you're in like the right field. But money, money, money. The world runs on money. That's so blit. Let's just overthrow the entire global economic system and start over. Yay, everything's free. <laughs> uh, is that communist, socialist? If everything just wasn't, didn't actually cost money and we just... Anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about. I suck at talking about politics. That's why I don't do it. But yeah, yeah. That's all I'm going to say about college and career. But I am super excited to get my adult life started, I'm gonna miss my childhood and my youth. <laughs> not that I'm not youthful anymore, but like the bubble that I've lived in, and college is still a bubble, but you know, it's definitely a wider, it's a bigger bubble. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to have my family one day. My kids are gonna be thebomb.com. I'm gonna love them so much. And hopefully I do right by them where it's like I'm a good parent. <laughs> and I don't give them emotional trauma. I don't mess them up. So yes, I'm so excited. So yeah, that's all I'm gonna say about college and career and really just future overall. Bada bing, bada boom. Why do I have to end every segment with random sound effects? I'll never know. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, this is the end of the fourth episode. One month anniversary. Yay! I'm so happy. And I, I've had fun recording these episodes. I have a whole week to record the episode you know, in my own time, but every single day, or what, every single week, I find myself recording the episode on Wednesday, which is, that's obviously when I publish them, so what's up, procrastination, that's just who I am, college, gonna be a struggle, I need to stay on top of my schoolwork, um, but yes, thank you for listening to this episode, Thank you, Louie and Stephanie, for giving me something to talk about. Otherwise, I probably, I don't even know what I would have talked about without a suggestion. So, (laughs) Um, 
yeah, thank you for listening. I hope you guys have a good week and I will talk to you again next Wednesday.